Welcome to the next episode, I think the 13th episode of season two of Allison Liss Meditation Podcast. Today we're going to talk about love. Last episode was about conflict and this episode is about love. What exactly is love? Well, It is energy, energy that you can experience. And in fact, love is literally the only thing that exists, the only thing that is real. Unless you've experienced a satori, for example, or a deep meditative state where your thoughts cease momentarily, you may not have had this experience. But for those of us that have, we can quite confidently say that love is the only thing that is real. And it's beautiful. So if I say to you, love is the only thing that's real, you might say, well, then why do I not feel that 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Or for some people, it could be like, why do I never feel it? Well, your natural state is one of love, just like your natural state is one of peace. So unlove, or let's say the 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 opposite of feeling love, whatever that could be. The only reason that you would experience that, or the only reason, let's say, that you don't experience the truth that love is all there is, is because of the mind. And the human experience, which is that we go in and out of emotions and thoughts. Now, if I was to sit here and certain thoughts come up, and you're to sit wherever you're sitting right now and certain thoughts come up, The thoughts coming up for you and for me, although quite similar, by the way, they are different. And they're programmed. So they're not random. Even though some thoughts might seem to be random, they're actually part of the program that you have installed. And so... We feel um, an absence of love, 
that's the word I was trying to think of, an absence of love due to our programming And the programming comes from our actual experiences. So what you want to do is have love for yourself as the goal at all times. Sometimes we think, oh, I want to be appreciated more. I had this conversation with someone yesterday. Oh, this person does not appreciate me. I said, well, do you appreciate yourself? Do you know without a shadow of doubt how completely amazing and full of love that you are? Because if you do, there will be no need for someone to appreciate you. I think I've mentioned this on my podcast before. My issue was quite quite often uh, what helps me um, do deeper work is sometimes I'll have this experience of not being respected. Oh, this person does not respect me. And ultimately what is occurring is I'm lacking respect for myself. And there is there may be reasons. I can come up with many, many reasons why that is true <laughs> or why that is, let's say, my experience at the time. And so if you have deep love and respect and appreciation for yourself, you will never need it from anywhere else, from anyone else or anywhere else because you already have it. If you already have it, you don't need it. So anytime you're feeling that, let's say another person or a situation or um, an experience is absent of love, then you have to realize and take that opportunity to notice that you are not giving it to yourself, that that's where it is missing from. It is not missing from that other person. It's not missing from the experience or the event. It's missing from yourself. And some people might take issue with that. Well, what if I'm going through an absolute, like if somebody's torturing me, for example? Well, I will say this in the true sense of reality. You can actually be tortured and still be experiencing love. Not from the person, obviously, who is torturing you. What do you think happens to people that are put into horrific situations that they have to deal with and they still have to live through? Maybe somebody that's been put in a solitary confinement or something in prison and how do they, you must, you can, you know, I've obviously had, how how do you cope? How do you cope with such horrificness? Because you are put into a situation where your only choice is to find that place that exists within you of love. Now, God forbid that, you know, it would take a situation like that for someone to find that state. And that's why, by the way, some of our greatest people, our best influences come from people that have been in deep and desperate and dark places because they were forced to do the kind of work that we talk about on this podcast 
They have no choice. They got to the place where there was nothing else. That's why I do this podcast is to urge people, don't wait until the situation is dire. We can actually do all of this stuff using the everyday trials and tribulations that we go through. We don't have to wait and get tortured to to get there. So love for yourself is the goal. And part of how you arrive at that goal is you have to practice it. The other day I was at a meditation and um, we had a teacher guiding us through and well, I, I'm probably going to forget the exact story, but she she told a story, and I thought it was pretty interesting that um, she was at a retreat in the Himalayas, I believe it was, or Nepal. Yeah, Nepal, I think it was. Anyway, she was on a retreat somewhere, and there was um, some guru that was leading the, uh, the meditation that day and um, getting into some discourse. And afterwards, she approached the teacher, and she said, can you help me? I don't know why I am always angry. And he turned to her and said, that's because you've had lots of practice. And it took her a minute. Because at first, sometimes when you hear something like that, it pisses you off. Because <laughs> you don't want to think that you're angry all the time because you're really good at practicing it. But that, in fact, is what's happening. And so what you have to do is practice love and lots and lots of practice. You want to practice it enough that love becomes your natural state and that you're mostly in it. And then, of course, things happen that knock us out of our, our realization that we are love and peace. And those things happen in contrast to our natural state, almost so that we can do what we have to do to get back into that state of love. It's kind of like a love and appreciation and accept more than an acceptance of yourself. You more than accept yourself. You adore yourself. You love yourself. You see yourself as the most beautiful creature on earth. The most intelligent being there could be. So without, and obviously, I mean, I, I do teach meditation for the reason that I have helped people have an experience with the sequence that I teach, my course, that's on my website. Um, I have helped some people that uh, to have this actual experience, um, like be graced with it, you could say. Uh, but there's also a way that you can slowly, but quite surely, arrive there. And so you have to practice love. How do you do this? Well, you have to go out of your way to spend time and be with people that you love. 
It could be even strangers. Maybe the type of people being around a collective, people that are like-minded. So you have to be with those you love. It could be friends or family, but not always. It's just being with people that raise you up. If you've ever, sometimes you can go to, you know, I don't know, a certain convention of like-mindedness and people come back and they're very motivated and energetic because they've just spent time with people that, that allow them to feel this way. Or for whatever reason, they're in the presence of people that are like-minded, that are motivating. And so there, it's a feeling of love. You have to not use self-deprecating words. This was one of my specialties for many years. Sometimes people do it as a source of amusement. But you've got to watch it because words are energy. The words you use program your mind. And you've got to be careful that you're not saying self-deprecating things. Oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm terrible at this. You've got to not use those words. How do you stop using those words? Simply by bringing awareness to every time you do it. That's how we stop everything, by the way. Not by resisting it, but by shining a light on it. So every time you see yourself using self-deprecation, just notice it. Just notice it. What will happen is by this noticing, by shedding this light on it, it will eventually become less and less and less. There are many ways of reprogramming your mind. If you go back to some of the past episodes I've done here, I bring up quite a few of them. Um, my friend Poppy, who I have actually uh, recorded some of my conversations with her on this podcast. If you go to the ones that are talking about Poppy, that that's her whole uh, program that she does. Is She gives you all the tools to reprogram your mind. Some of it is writings, affirmations, visualizations. And um, if you haven't spent any time with her, I highly recommend it. But if you have a real problem and need a reprogramming, She's, she's the one that can really help you there. I call that an intensive program to reprogram yourself. You have to do things that you love. Sometimes we have to do things we don't love doing. That's okay. As long as you do enough things that you do love doing, make time for them. Don't be lazy about it. You have to spend time in places that you love. No matter what that may be, sit and put some thought into this stuff. Where do you feel happy? Where do you feel an energy of love? For some people, it could be a building. For some people, it could be nature. Start thinking about where that is and make sure you're spending time there. Um, some people find being with an animal makes us feel love. So spending that time laughing, smiling. So these are all the things we have to do. Now, 
The key to all of this, by the way, is you can't do just one. So if you say, oh, well, you know, I feel love when I'm with my animal and you just want to be with your animal all day, every day, and that's all you want to do, you won't have as much success. So what you have to do is go through all the things that I mentioned and, and do a little bit of all of them so that they have an opportunity to literally permeate your soul, reprogram your mind completely. And when you do these things, you will notice, and it is noticeable, you could say it's measurable that you may not notice like the moment because it's it's not like a moment that will necessarily happen to you, although that could happen in meditation. Or you could even not be meditating, be graced by that moment, which sometimes happens after a deep despair or during a deep despair. But rather than wait for that, just... Do the techniques. Be with those you love. Be with people of like mind. Don't use self-deprecating words. Take a program like the one Poppy offers to completely reprogram your mind using writings, visualizations, affirmations. Do the things that you love. Maybe you like to create things or spend time doing a sport or whatever it is. Go places you love. Spend time there. Laugh, smile. These are all the things you have to actively do. And you will just notice one day, oh my goodness, I just feel better. Because we are energy. And we are the energy of love. Listen to things that you love. I forgot to mention that one, but that's, that's actually a big one. It could be music. It could be different people that you love listening to. Hopefully this podcast is one of them, (laughs) but finding, how did my friend Sandra put it? Finding your tribe. Um, but yeah, immersing yourself And then all of a sudden, it almost kind of will sneak up on you where you go, wow, I just happened to notice that I'm just feeling in general better because you have to put in the work, I call it. So these are all the things that are the work. And isn't it crazy that you would actually consider like, oh, spend time in places that you love. Oh, like how is that work? Like when you think that people just automatically do that, not if you are programmed the other way. Not if you are, have been practicing being with people that you don't respect or love, being in places that do not motivate you, doing things that literally make you miserable or that you don't want to do and having that be most of where you spend your time. So it sounds crazy, but a lot of people, in fact, I would wager to say that people that have not been experiencing this love in the degree that I talk about as a, as an energy in their life, um, if I ask them these questions, they will, it's, it's shocking, but people for whatever reason, it's okay because life does happen to us and we need this help, but they are, that's literally what's happening. They're spending time 
doing, they are not spending the time doing these love things. They're practicing literally the opposite, listening to things that sicken them <laughs> or make you, you know, like, I mean, for me, sometimes, I mean, I like to listen to things that are a little bit provocative or like, I love a good debate, for example, and I like to go up against, you know, a, an opposite opinion and stuff, but that's not for everybody. For some people, if they listen to the news a lot or read the paper or are just constantly immersing themselves in aggravation, I mean, this is why you are not feeling the, the, the love. People that are, sometimes you're in a family, for example, and and you have members of the family that are not loving, or if they are, you're not feeling it. And, and that's where you're putting all your time. And so what you have to do is you have to be very proactive about this and you have to take stock in what are you doing? Take a, you know, if you have a job that you hate, it's going to be very tricky to experience this loving energy that I'm speaking of. That is your natural state. And, um, so yeah, you have to be practicing it. The more you practice love, the more you will feel love. The more you practice anger, the more you will feel anger. And so practice love. Now let's just take a minute to Notice our breath. Start by noticing that the breath comes and goes without your help. It's just coming and going all by itself. And we just turn our attention to it. Notice for a moment how deep your inhale is or how shallow. Observe for a moment your exhale. Noticing if it's short or long. Notice that moment in between the inhale and the exhale. Is there a moment in between an inhale and an exhale? Just observe. You're not looking for the answer to that question. You're just observing. Don't control the breath in any way. Sometimes when we turn our attention to something such as breath, we have a tendency to try to control it. So just practice watching the breath without controlling it in any way. Bring your attention 
to the body that is breathing. Bring your attention to the areas of the body that appear to be participating in the breath. Maybe the stomach or the chest or the throat or the nose. Just bring your attention to any sensation that is your breath coming and going. The other thing you may notice coming and going exactly like breath are your thoughts. And for now, just don't touch a thought. Don't try to stop your thoughts. Don't notice them. Put all of your noticing on your breath. And if your attention should wander to a thought, just bring it back. It's natural. Every time your attention wanders to the mind, just bring it back to your breath. Don't put any further attention on a thought of disappointment or frustration. It's more like, oh, there goes my attention to a thought and just bring it back to your breath. And have a great rest of your day.